This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. This program is kindly sponsored by Chantel's shop, Napier. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is a program called Food for Life, and it's my pleasure, as always, to have on the phone Heather Barrow, the CEO of Food for Life. How are you going, Heather? I'm great, Ken. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Now, today we're going to talk about uh, some tips about staying healthy as we head in towards uh, autumn and winter. But before we get there, Heather, just remind our listeners, um, Food for Life, what's this all about? It's all about that, just food for life. So I'm a clinical nutritionist, and I see people with a variety of conditions from skin to weight loss, um, gut and digestive problems, um, and I like to say I prescribe nutrients. So try to get to the bottom of what's going on and help people um, with their health issue or weight loss journey. So as a person who might be, say, feeling slightly under the weather, how would I know that I need to come and see you and not just go and see my doctor and say, oh, I've got a bit of a headache or my gut's a bit up and down? Why would I come and see you, Heather? Well, I actually have a lot of people come see me that have seen their doctors um, and they've just been prescribed pills or they haven't been you know, helped properly and they still have the ailments. Um, and so that's when they come see me. Um, it's kind of sad it does take that, but... Um, then some people do just come see me, you know, just um, because they notice that, that their gut's not well, that, uh, I don't know, maybe they're constipated or, yeah. you know, just not feeling good in and of themselves. So um, then I give them a full consult and kind of see what's going on in their body. And that's the good thing about you. You're not just treating the symptoms, are you? You're treating the cause. Exactly, yeah. So if I was treating the symptoms, um, that would uh, that's kind of what a lot of doctors do, really, with... Um, you know, prescriptions, and that's kind of what they're taught, really. Um, but I am trying to get to the root cause and um, understand, you know, what's going on, mm-hmm. uh, looking at the body systems and a lot of anatomy and physiology, really. Um, but, you know, I can't see inside the body, so right. I've got to ask a lot of questions so I can get, get down to what's going on. Is it easier to do? Is it easier to find the cause, or is it uh, sort of a bit of a mm-hmm. long haul? It really depends on, on, on the person and, and how they're presenting. But, uh, yes, in some cases it can be quite difficult. Um, further testing might be needed. Um, so we can do, you know, food and allergy testing, stool testing, you know, parasites, um, all sorts of tests, really, hormones, um, deficiencies, just to get gather some more information. And blood tests are always helpful to look at as well. All right, today we're going to talk about uh, some tips for staying healthy as we get into um, uh, autumn and winter. You know, it's, it's a time for sniffles and colds and flus, and, as well, and then you throw into that mix uh, Omicron. Um, let's, I've got a bit of a list, and uh, you just kick in any time you like and give me the answers. <laughs> but uh, look, okay. number one on the list, it says eating immune-boosting foods is where we should be looking at first and foremost. Is that, is that how you see it? You said eating immune-boosting foods. Yeah. Um, yes, that's, that's one part of it, obviously, um, are foods that, you know, are pretty common knowledge um, to boost your immune system. So I think with COVID that, you know, came around a couple of years ago, I think um, some of the information was starting to be circulated a bit more. 
I wish it had been emphasized a bit more because it really could be helpful. Um, but yeah, the obvious stuff. So first one would be like vitamin C. Um, yeah. So um, vitamin C can increase your white blood cells, which everyone knows white blood cells are key to helping fight infection. So that's a good um, defender, if you will, against um, you know the, the common cold and that sort of thing. Um, supplements are great, so you could you can take a vitamin C supplement. Um, oftentimes, people do that after the fact, so yeah. they're starting to get a cold, and then they go out and they buy some vitamin C. But really, you um, that yeah, that can help at the time. But it's it's helpful also to take vitamin C um, during the winter. Um, because if you think about it, your vitamin C rich foods are a lot of um, you know fruits like citrus, grapefruit, oranges, mandarins. Um, some winter ones would be like broccoli, um, your leafy greens like kale, um, spinach, and and red capsicum in particular are all high in vitamin C. Would I be better off to take a vitamin C tablet? You know, because we've got them at home and just chew one on, and it tastes pretty good. Or would I be better off to uh, eat a broccoli head or, or or eat an orange? Which one would be best for me? Uh, well, I think a combination. If if you like those foods I just mentioned, then by all means, increase them over the winter um, to help boost your vitamin C. Um, an extra defense could be a supplement, mm-hmm. um, and you know those chewable vitamin Cs sometimes you know aren't the best vitamin C. They're not as um, highly absorbed. So if you if you really want to spend a little bit more money on a good quality one, you get um, a liposomal vitamin C. Mm-hmm. So that just helps with uh, quicker, faster absorption. Some of my friends have been saying to me lately, and I don't know why, but they're saying, oh, you need some, uh, you need to take some zinc in. And I think, well, you know, why do I need to take zinc? But then I see that uh, zinc is in um, nuts and seeds and animal products, which I presume is meat. So I'd rather have a, a steak and some walnuts. <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, your friends are right about zinc. Um, zinc is a very um, it's a powerhouse to boost your immune system. Um, your immune cells actually need zinc to function. And unfortunately, um, it's a mineral that our bodies don't produce and they don't store very well. So zinc has to be consumed through diet. Mm-hmm. Um, it, is, it does take quite a lot of a certain food to get adequate zinc levels. So zinc is often a common deficiency I see in people. Um, your, your highest food in zinc would be um, like oysters. Yep. But a lot of people, you know, not going to go out and eat oysters every day no. um, or, or mussels even. Um, you mentioned the nuts and seeds. Um, pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds are good, good sources of zinc. But, again, you'd have to eat quite a lot of them every day. Um, and, of course, meat, um, you know, poultry like chicken, turkey, red meat, um, lamb, they all have zinc. But, um, again, zinc is a, is a good one to know if you're deficient in and, and supplement with if you are. Now, zinc and iron, to me, they just say metal. Why do we need to have zinc and why do we need to have iron? Why are, they, are they so different or are they pretty close and we've got one, got one we don't necessarily need the other? I mean, you need both. You need both zinc and iron. But for, for speaking specifically about your immune system and your immune system cells, um, zinc is, is needed for them to function optimally as they're intended to mm-hmm. be, your, you know, your defense system over the winter. Um, so uh, you, you know you're, you're low in zinc if um, on your fingernails sometimes they can have white spots, little like round yep. white spots. 
um, if your smell and your taste is not that great. Um, sometimes that can be associated with low zinc. Um, <clears throat> also, if you actually have high cholesterol, that can be a reason, one reason um, for um, low zinc, because zinc needed to convert your cholesterol into hormones in the body. Um, so you need proper zinc levels for that. Now, I know this next one is right up your alley, and you uh, quite often uh, mention it, and that is drink plenty of water. What is plenty of water? How much water is uh, enough and how much is not enough? Yes, hydration. Um, yeah, hydration is extremely important. Um, now, if people talk about eight, eight glasses or, you know, so many glasses a day, and that, that's very general, but um, to be specific, as I've mentioned on past shows, it's 30 milliliters of water per kilo of body weight. So if you weigh 80 kilos, you need about two and a half liters a day. Um, and that water is going to help, um, again, with your, um, not to go into too many of uh, anatomy, but your lymph system, which mm-hmm. is um, right under your skin, and it helps you detox, um, and it helps carry immune immune cells throughout the body. Um, it, water helps with that. So it helps... Um, carry those, um, you know, white blood cells and your immune cells throughout the body and increase your immune system. Just explain, if you wouldn't mind, the difference for listeners who might not understand what we are talking about. What's the difference between drinking water and, say, having a glass of Coke or having a cup of tea or coffee or drinking some uh, vegetable soup, which, in the main, all of those drinks that I've just mentioned, they contain plenty of water. So why would I just drink water water? Well, I don't really know how much water is in a can of coke <laughs> but uh, um i imagine uh if you've seen those you know how much sugar is in, in one can of coke it's yep. mainly sugar and you know artificial coloring and flavorings and stuff so obviously fizzy drinks i wouldn't even consider um for any kind of water intake um however tea absolutely um, especially if it's a herbal tea you know like um lemon ginger or mint or mm-hmm. something like that um, you, you'll be getting lots of water with that. Um, caffeine's a diuretic, so again, if you're having coffee, you need to kind of be drinking more water because it makes you have to go to the bathroom. Yep. You're actually losing water. Um, so you, you can get um, that, you know, 30 mils of water per kilo of body weight a day through other sources yes. besides just plain water. Okay. Now, another one that's high on your list, and that is um, staying active. Get a bit of exercise. Oh, yeah. Even in the winter. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, studies have shown your immune system does weaken in the winter. So, you know, being exposed to that really cold, those cold temperatures can um, affect your immune system. So if your immune system is a bit weaker, then it makes it, it makes it harder for your body to fight off any colds or any kind of infections that may come your way. So um, one one way strengthen your immune system is through exercise. Um, Different people might say different things about how much you should be doing that. So um, I generally say, you know, if you can can move your body three times a week for 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's pretty good. Uh, You know, an hour and a half a week, getting your heart rate up if you can um, is going to boost your immune system, increase your lymphatic system, which helps those healthy... um, immune cells to get to where they need to go to help defend your body. What about uh, drinking alcohol? What should we be doing uh, as we approach the winter with alcohol? (laughs) Yes. 
Um, obviously, you know, it's fine to drink alcohol, but you yes. just don't want to be overdoing it. So, you know, standard drinks, um, I mean, you can, you can look up standard drinks and what they look like. I think for women, it's, um, you know, one standard uh, 250 mils a day. Um, is a standard drink, and men, because their body weight is usually more, is usually uh, twice that. So, like, one beer for women, two beers for men a day would mm-hmm. be, um, I guess, considered mo- drinking in moderation. Yes, indeed. Now, I was reading about sleep. Now, sleep's highly underrated, isn't it? Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think a lot of, I see a lot of people that actually do struggle with sleep as well. I mean, what, they say eight hours a day. Well, who's going to have eight hours a day? Not me, that's for sure. Is it? Is it? Is it a silver bullet? Eight hours a day? I, you know, I, I think it does vary depending on the person. So, um, like when, when my husband was traveling a lot for work, he certainly wasn't getting that much sleep, and he functioned really well. Yeah. Now, if that was me traveling internationally, and I'm I'm younger than my husband, I would be a wreck. Uh, like I, I just physically I need more sleep. Um, so I think it does depend on the individual. But a couple tips on that is if you do struggle with sleep, and, and sleep is very important in your immune system um, maintaining health because um, a lot of detoxification processes happen when you sleep. Um, one tip is get to bed by 10 if you can mm-hmm. uh, because after 10 o'clock, your body starts releasing another hormone um, called cortisol. You get another cortisol release after 10, Mm -hmm. and it kind of gives you a second wind, so you can kind of struggle to fall asleep. Yeah. Um, And, of course, try to avoid those devices, you know, right before you sleep, um, you know, a good hour before, because you want all that good melatonin and serotonin um, to be produced to help you get sleepy. Yeah. Can you train yourself to sleep better? Uh, Can you train yourself? Probably. You know, there's all these cool gadgets and sleep apps and sound machines and um you know i know some people actually can't sleep without them they they start using them and Mm. then they think i've got to take it everywhere i go you know they travel and they can't sleep without their sound machine but it works yeah so in a way i guess that is helping train you to sleep better what about um i know you probably won't recommend this but what about sleeping pills or is there a natural product that you can take uh, to help you sleep or um, yeah, so there's um, something called tart cherry, which um, you, you'll see in the, on the shelf, and it helps produce um, melatonin um, and, again, serotonin. So um, tart cherry is very good for sleep, and foods that are high in tryptophan also are good. So um, tryptophan gets, um, uh, gets converted into um, serotonin, which helps you sleep. So it's kind of like a precursor. Um, so foods like, um, well, they say dairy is quite yes. good, which is why some people have a glass of milk before bed. Um, but just calcium in general is quite good. So even a plant-based milk would be fine. Yes. Um, bananas um, are quite high in tryptophan. Um, going to blank some other foods, but um, those can be helpful right sure. before bed, even though I know there's natural sugars in bananas. Um, I give my daughter a third of a banana before bed, and she sleeps really well. Yeah. If we just maybe wind the tape back a little bit, I mean, everything that we've talked about today sounds great. And if we were reading it out of a book like I'm reading it out of some research that I did for this program, it sounds great when you look at it. 
But when we look at ourselves in the mirror, I mean, you're different from me and I'm different from the people that work here. And I, I, from my point of view, eating plans, exercise regimes, they all sort of come across with it like a bit of a broad brush approach. And, uh, you know, because we're all completely different. And I might suggest to you that that's the beauty of coming to see you, that you look at me as uh, uh, some old guy and say, okay, well, f- as an old guy, this is what I would recommend. Whereas if I read this book, I think, geez, I better get out there and do half an hour of uh, walking seven days a week. Yeah, I mean, like you say, we're all unique and there's so many factors going on. Um, you know, your age, your gender, um, your background, your ethnicity, your, your work, your stress level. Yeah. Um, it's just so much to look at. And so that's why, you know, I do a full consult when people come to see me. Um, but, you know, we're talking today about, you know, beating the winter ills and chills and boosting your immune system. So across the board, you know, there's some, you know, general things that do work. And as we mentioned, vitamin C and zinc, um, vitamin D is another one. Um, and I, I must say, I think that's why a lot of people's immune systems suffer in the winter is because we're not getting as much sun. Yes. Um, we're covering up our skin and um, we're just not getting the vitamin D that we should. So I, if you get, you know, um, seasonal affective disorder, depression, I definitely recommend supplementing with uh, a well-absorbed vitamin D supplement mm-hmm. over the winter. Um, and if you can, if it's a beautiful Hawks Bay sunny day, get out there yeah. and expose as much skin as you can for, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. Can you get um, vitamin D from your food? Absolutely, yeah. Um, eggs, so eggs are a great source of vitamin D. Um, canned uh, or fresh salmon mm-hmm. or tuna. Um, also great for vitamin D. Mushrooms are high in vitamin D. Um, so those are just a few food sources. But again, the best way to get um, vitamin D is, is through the sun, yeah, absolutely. Through, through your skin. Look, we're just about running out of time. I just wonder before you uh, get back to work, would you mind just uh, giving us your top three tips for staying healthy for winter? Oh, top three Mm, okay. Um, top three would be eating your um, the best foods to boost immunity. So your immune boosting foods, vitamin C, zinc, and vitamin D rich foods. Um, take a, a general um, probiotic. Um, we didn't talk too much about that, but just to help um, increase that good bacteria and help stimulate your immune system to fight off disease. Um, a good one would be Inner Health Plus, which is kind of like a maintenance probiotic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say get outside and move the body in the sun. Great tips. Heather, as yeah. always, my pleasure to talk with you. You look after yourself, and I'll talk to you same time, same place next time. Great. Thanks, Ken. You take care. Maybe. Bye. Okay, bye. Rain all day and I really, really, really don't mind. Can't you see? Can't you see? This program is kindly sponsored by Chantel's shop, Napier. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.